0: Hello, hello, my darlings. This is the Hot Nerd Podcast with your girl, China Noel, right here broadcasting to you, not live, but semi, you know, in life, in real life. How about that? Will you accept that from me? I'm broadcasting to you in real life. And can I just get into the real life-ish that's going on? We all know what's going on. We've heard about the Will and Jada situation. I just want to make a comment about that. It's going to be occurring in the show. It's going to be popping up in the show here and there. We're going to make reference to it. So we might as well get it out. And then we're going to get to this episode's topic, which is, is marriage realistic? I think, I think we've got to really dig into that question because it's getting apparent now that we're not having enough of that discussion So anyway, before we break all of that down, I need to bring you up to speed on what happened with Will and Jada Smith. If you've been living underneath a rock, here goes. Will and Jada were minding their business. And as I told you in last week's episode or the week before, probably both, because, you know, this has been dominating the headlines. They were minding their business, the Smiths. Cute couple. You know, that's the impression we have of them. Here comes the singer. August Alsina, who is about 27 years old, right? He meets the Smiths, Will and Jada Smith. And anyway, it's alleged that they had this affair. August and Jada had this affair. This is what, you know what? We can't even call it affair. We just call it an entanglement, a relationship. Anyway, August was releasing some music, an album, whatever, he did an interview. And he said in that interview, listen, I talked to Will Smith about the situation. I told him I wanted to date Jada and Will didn't have a problem with it. So yes, I did have this affair with Jada. Will and Jada are like, excuse me, why is this boy having our name in his mouth? Okay, I'll call him a man because he's a man. I shouldn't say boy, excuse me. So this blows up all over Twitter and then Jada goes, all right. Well, I'm gonna have to sit at the red table, which is the table she sits at when she's having interviews for her show, Red Table Talk. And I'm gonna unpack what happened because August Alcina is insisting that we had this relationship. So she gets on the Red Table Talk and she goes, Yes, you know what I'm saying. Will and Will and I broke up in our marriage. We didn't get divorced. We were separated and we didn't want to see each other again. And we were really on the brink of divorce. So we were pretty much over. We were done. We were done. And Will was like, yeah, I was done with you. You were done with me. And so anyway, Jade is like, at that point, I wanted to feel good again. And so, yes, I did have an entanglement with August, which everyone laughed at because it was like, what's an entanglement? And Will was like, no, say what it is. Don't say entanglement. Say what it is. And Jada's like, yeah, I had a relationship with August because I wanted to feel good. But I learned that nobody was going to make me feel good other than myself. Now, of course, the Smiths are just brilliant in the way that they handle that because they gave us an inside look at what it is to be both celebrity and to be real. And I think a lot of people latched on to that story because they thought it was going to be sensational. They thought it was going to be like out of this world. They thought it was going to be dramatic. But when you saw Will and Jada speak about it, it was so mature, wasn't it? Like it was so real, it was loving it was calm and it was authentic. And it really made me think about this notion of marriage in a completely different way. The structures that we impose upon ourselves and the things that we tell ourselves that we have to do because we're married or because we're in a relationship. When you allow yourself that breath of space to grow as Will and Jada did, perhaps they step outside of boundaries. They step into controversial situations because now this man, this little man, August has Jada's name in his mouth. But at the same time, look what happened. They grew closer together. They grew more powerful and they didn't let each other go. Now for many people that may not happen. I mean, sometimes, you know, people separate, people have fights, start to see other people fall in love with other people, and then they've got to break up. They've got to divorce. But in this situation, funnily enough, or luckily enough, fortunately enough, or unfortunately enough, because I don't know what's going on in their bedroom, uh, Will and Jada decided that they would stick together. Now, this brings me to my point about marriage structures and whether marriage is really something that we suffocate too much, like this notion of marriage and divorce. like Do we have our hands squeezed around it just a little bit too much? Are we afraid that if we don't stick to the templates that are provided to us in traditional marriage is something terrible is going to happen we're going to be bad people you know a wife can't sleep with somebody else a husband can't sleep with somebody else um you know it's against the rules you took an oath you know you pledged to god you pledged to the state that you were going to be married and you were going to be faithful yes i do agree with all of those things but then there are elements of what happens in reality that nobody ever addresses so for example if you're in a relationship you're in a marriage more specifically and you're miserable do you then say well i'm miserable but i've made this choice so i have to stay in my miserable choice does that sound healthy to you it doesn't sound healthy to me at all or do you say well I'm miserable and I recognize that I might be miserable because of this particular moment, because of this particular condition and circumstance and time. Perhaps I'm miserable now, but after some separation, I might want to revisit this topic and come back to you, like what Will and Jada did. And that's why when you kept hearing about Will and Jada talk about their marriage, they always talked about it being open not open in terms of people always said they want to open a relationship no that's not what i mean i mean open in terms of discussion you know open in terms of discussion maybe the structure for us right now is not our marriage but it's also not divorce so is a, is there a structure that we can come up with that works for us. Some may say, well, girl, that's an open relationship. What are you talking about? But no, it wasn't like everybody was sleeping with everybody. I think it was they actually broke up and they just didn't move to to get the divorce because they said, no matter what, no matter what happened to them romantically, that they would always be there for their family, for their power and for their children. And it just so happened that even after the relationship with August that Will had with, I'm sorry, that Jada had with August, they stayed together. Now, of course, Will had other relationships with other women, that was implied in the Red Table Talk interview. And, but the funny thing is that I didn't feel very judgy of them. And I hope you didn't judge them either because they didn't owe us that conversation. They did not owe us their private conversation. They just felt they had to address it because it had ballooned so much. Um, And I just think that that honesty, that willingness to think about the structure of what was working for them and what was not working for them is something that other people can, I don't know, take a cue from. Here's the thing. People think that marriage and divorce happen one time, you know, per event. So one marriage, one divorce. And they think that marriage and divorce are one-time events. I believe that marriage and divorces are happening. They happen, once you get married, you have a wedding and you have a divorce every day. They're not one-time events. You have a mini wedding and a mini divorce Every single day, depending on your mood, depending on how often you argue. For example, when you kiss, that's a wedding right there. That's a wedding of your lips. When you have dinner together, that's a wedding right there. It's a mini celebration. You're you're marrying each other all over again. If you have a long distance quarrel about X, Y, Z, that's a mini divorce. And then everything in between. When it's fun, it's like dating. When it's not fun, it's like you're hanging out with someone you dislike. And when it's abusive, then it's just like you're hanging out with all the trauma from your past and your childhood. And I think that's what a relationship is. It doesn't fit into this box that we impose on it. It's not like, oh, I'm getting married and that's just like, oh, now I'm married and it's a fixed thing. One day event, marriage, it has happened one time. No, you actually have to make a decision every single day to marry. And it can be exhausting. Like, no, I don't want to marry you today. I don't want to marry you tomorrow. I don't want to marry you the next day. I don't want to marry you for a month. For the next month, you and I are on divorce mode. And that's the reality of the situation. Because here's what happens when we meet people and we feel so in love with them and so romanticized about who they are. We expect them to be that person. Here's the thing nobody is ever the person in our head. So most people will act outside of what we think they should act like. And that startles us, and that jars us, and that mars our vision of them, and then they become a separate entity from whom we think they are, right? And then that causes conflict, because it's like, I think you are this person, you are acting like that person outside of what I think you should be and how you should act. And so now we have to have a conflict. There's a conflict that's happening naturally because you are separate and separate and different from the concept in my head. Do you know how often that happens? So of course we are conflicting and divorcing our partners every single day when it finally gets to the day when it's too much, it's snowballed into this big thing and you have to go and you have to write down on a piece of paper that you are divorced. That's ju- that's just one day of many days. You've been divorcing each other for many days. It's not happening on that just one day in which you go to court or you go to your lawyers and you sign the settlement and you sign the agreement. No, it happened a couple of times before you got married. It happened when you were dating. Probably it happened. The minute you decided to get together, because the minute you decided to marry each other, whether through your eyes, through your bodies, through the love that you had for each other, you also decided that you would go through divorces with each other. So like I said, marriage and divorce are not one-time events. Marriage and divorce are many events that happen in our lives every single day. The sum of them, the sum, the sum of those events, the final statement of those events, the accumulation of those events is what we celebrate in one day. So we celebrate the wedding in one day as the marriage. And we bemoan the downfall of of all of that shit as a divorce. But as anybody who knows, who's seen divorce before, you know that divorce doesn't happen in one day. You've been divorcing each other for, you know, months at a time and stuff. Anywho, so I say all of that to say that that shifts our concepts or should Shift our concept of what we think is marriage and what we think is divorce. We should stop thinking about them as if they are static things, as if they happen on this one day in our lives, you know, and then another day in our lives. No, they are happening and they are shifting every day. And how we respond to them is very important. It is actually the determinant of whether or not marriage as a concept, as an institution, as that sum total is realistic. Do you know what I mean? I mean, is it really realistic to hang on to marriage if we're going to keep expecting it to be a static, unmoving, one-time event? No, I don't think it is. What is realistic is realizing that it's fractured, it happens, You know, sometimes in the morning, and then by evening, we're divorced, and then we wake up again and we're married again. And do we need to do something then, knowing that this is happening on a daily basis and it's evolving and it's fluid and it demands so much of us? Do we need to do something about the way that we're thinking about marriage? Is there anything that we can learn about Will and Jada Smith and how they said, okay, we're going to break this whole thing up? We're going to throw out this entire marriage. And we're going to start from scratch and figure out what works for us. They told us that. If you were listening to their previous interviews, they said we broke it all up, we shattered it. It was suffocating us. Something about it wasn't working. So we threw it the fuck out. And we had to rebuild and put it back together again. So if you are married, or if you're thinking about marriage, are you thinking about it as something that you're happily ever after, that doesn't change, that's static, or are you keeping in mind the open structure? of how you'll need to approach it in order to accommodate its realities. When I say open structure, I'm not necessarily talking about an open marriage, right? I'm not talking about an open relationship. I'm saying, again, like I said in the beginning, being open to the fact that you might be surprised that your sum total of days are equaling you divorcing this man or you divorcing this woman every single day because every single day you're conflicting, you're fighting, you're not getting along, you're not marrying each other every single day. So would you then be open to your structure of marriage looking like something different, looking like perhaps, you know what? Yeah, okay, fine, we're married, we're not gonna get divorced, but I'm going to go live in, in a different house right now, or I'm go, we're going to go on meditations together, or we're going to consider other people for a period of time and see if that's what the issue is. Those are very bold choices to make, and not everybody is willing to make those choices because they're not part of the fixed nature of marriage that we're taught about. We're taught that marriage is fixed. It does not change. It's not open to structural changes. It is an institution. It's a business. And you don't come in and change it with your wild ideas. You stay in it, whether you're miserable or you're not miserable. You stay in it, you pretend to be happy, and you keep your mouth shut. Let's talk more about this after the Break. <laughs> okay so oh lord i'm back but you know i was chewing some ice and i knew that i had to finish chewing the eyes before i got back on the microphone every break you guys know this if you've been listening to me you know that during the break i go and i munch on something so i can't munch on food right now because it's oh god what time is it over here it's, oh, wow. It really is 1041 London time. So I'm actually quite tired. So I couldn't eat food. I had to eat ice. I just chew on ice because I love the crunchy texture. Um, Some people say it's a terrible habit. Some people say it's pica. And I just say it's delicious. Okay. Anywho, <laughs> it's not delicious. It has no taste, but it's just, oh, it's so good. I've got this oral fixation. What can I say? Was that a bit suggestive? Anyway, so we were talking about like this notion of marriage and like Will and Jada Smith and whether you would be open in your marriage or in your partnership to structural changes when they happen, when time comes for, for you to actually be sort of open to them because structures don't just stay in place the whole time. They do shift. I mean, when you talk about the constitution, for example, how many times did it have to be amended? You talk about the structure of the world. How many times did we have to change things and create countries and draw borders and boundaries and change rules even? How many times did we have to amend laws? Brown versus Board of Education. And how many times did we have to protest and enact things so that things can adapt to the reality of what's going on in our society. I mean, we just had a hashtag Me Too movement spark up because we have to change the way that we approach women in society. That has changed over time. Remember there was a time when women weren't allowed to wear trousers and now they, they are and they weren't allowed to vote either. And now they are. And so why do you think that you can live in a society that has to amend its structure all the time, and yet you expect to be in a marriage without any need to amend its structure? How does that work? It doesn't. It doesn't. And when you stop being willing to look at the structure of your marriage and see the ways in which it needs to be amended, that's when the marriage breaks and it can be no more. Do you know what I mean? That's even how countries fall apart to extend the analogy and extend the metaphor. When a country is a country and it stops being willing to adjust to the needs of its people, and its people get fed up and they get into conflict, what happens? There's a brutal civil war, people die. And in the worst, most extreme case scenario, the country is no more. It ends, it's ravaged, it's ravaged, and you know, putting it back together is a huge economic ordeal. That's what happens when structures don't change, when people are fixed, when ideas are fixed and they don't change. I mean, even in Saudi Arabia, women were not allowed to drive. And in 2018, it was enacted into law that women were now allowed to drive. That was just in 2018. So every society, every structure, every institution, every Everything that is a machine, a system, a movement must do what? Must say, uh, hello, are you listening? It must do what? It must move. It must move. Now, whether you're moving in the same direction or not, that's up to you and your marriage. But guess what? It must move. What happens too is that, as I said, I think in the last episode, one person might be moving much more quickly than the other, or one person may be moving in a totally different direction. And so the paces may not be the same, right? We don't all grow at the same pace. We don't start walking around the same time. We don't start talking around the same time. We don't start reading around the same time. Roughly, yeah, you know, there's a third grade reading level, fourth grade reading level, but individually, At the same time, we don't do it at the same time. We move at our own paces and become our own individuals with our own interests and so on and so forth. And so if we decide to get married to somebody who has his own rhythm and dance and song and his own way of changing and being in the world, and we can't merge ourselves together in a way that is satisfactory and that flows, and we can't adapt our structures all the time, guess what's going to happen? conflict, 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 and possibly divorce? Should we be afraid of that? Or should we look at marriages as things like Will and Jada did, things that are open to structural changes, things that will at some point bend and have to be rebuilt And things that may be broken, even though they're held together, or just something that works for us. Maybe you have a concept that we don't know about. Maybe you've thought of something. And so are you willing to marry somebody who thinks of something that makes it work for you? Because here's another thing about marriage too. It's not just for fun, is it? A lot of people think that they have to marry um, because it's part of our responsibility. Like, you know, I had an ex one time who really approached it that way. It was like, it wasn't a romantic thing at all in his head it was like something that we had to do this is not anybody current this is i'm talking about years back something that we had to do was to get married because we were of that age and that's what we had to do and people think that it's part of like a responsibility like getting up in the morning brushing your teeth combing your hair and that's not what it is like you are not obligated to get married bring children into this world who end up resenting you because you didn't do the homework of fixing yourself before you had them but that's a different story you know we're not obligated to carry that responsibility of merging with someone else. When you think about what marriage is, it's a merger. It's a merger and an acquisition, an M&A as we call it in law. And it's not by force, it's not by total force that one company must merge with another. T-Mobile does not need to merge with you know the mom and pop shop in your neighborhood. It really doesn't. It really does not. Um, United Airlines does not need to merge with um, the potato Crisp company. For what? There's no actual need there, right? Maybe United might merge with, you know, American or something like that. That's a merger that seems to work for them. They've got things in common and they can grow in the same direction, but they still need to constantly update their structures. So a lot of times, actually, when men say, because this ex at that time said to me, well, what's the point? Um, you know, uh, why, why why don't we, you know, sort of settle down? Like, what's the point of just continuously sort of dating? Uh, I don't know. Well, on the one hand, you know what? I had a recent ex, my recent ex said that marriage was just, you know, sort of a piece of paper. And I agreed with him in a sense, because it felt like we were already sort of married, right? Going through the motions of the Like I told you in the first segment, going to, through many marriages and many divorces every day. And so the Putting, on, putting it on paper is like kind of what's the point. Um, but um, but I think the paper thing is is very important because it, we're, we're too cantankerous. We go up and down and round and round and putting something on paper is a way of is a way of communicating our structure, right like it's a constitution is what it is. like here's how we are going to operate. So it's like an operating plan. That's what it really is. That's what a marriage is. It's an, it should be, it's an operating plan. Here's how we are going to operate. It's a business plan. And you know, that has to be well thought out. Like you can't just like be like, oh yeah, okay, bang, bang, we're gonna make this happen. Lots of people say they've met in two weeks and fallen in love and got married. Married And yeah, you know, that's fine, you know, whatever. I'm sure there are lots of businesses that operated that way too. It's like, hey, I've got this cool idea. I'm gonna like launch this business and it's gonna be all good. Okay, that's that's cool, but then what happens if you have no plan for when you conflict? You have no plan for when you break apart. You have no plan for when your structure fails. You have no plan for how to amend your constitution. Then you're then you are a couple with no country, so to speak. Right? You have you are a couple with no constitution. The piece of paper is there because you need a constitution, you need a structure, even if that structure must change. So that's why I essentially, underneath everything I'm saying, I do believe in marriage. I just admire the way Will and Jada Smith have done it because they have accommodated a system by which they can be realistic. I mean, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like we can't just trap ourselves in here. Okay, we're married and then that's it. No, what is our modus operandi? How are we going to operate? What is our operating plan? And they decided that they would do it the way that they wanted to do it. And guess what? They grew, they had fun, they learned about each other and it didn't break them. It only made them stronger. Now, um, another thing though, is that marriages can devolve or evolve into codependencies. And that was a very interesting word that Jada used when she said, you know, I have this tendency to be codependent. I said, oh, girl, that's a tricky one. Because if you're codependent and you get married at a young age, that could be really tricky. Because of course, you're going to have an urge to break free. Because you've been just codependent. You've been riding with the same person for all this number of years. And it's kind of like, what else is out there? I want you guys to try to get in touch with me, anchor.fm slash The Nerd, and let me know at what age you got married or what age you're thinking of getting married. Wh- which one is actually a more realistic, more practical uh, timeframe in which to get married? Should we get married sort of like in our 20s or 30s, 40s, like 50s, even 60s? I mean, look at Beyonce's mom. She got married when she was 62. She got remarried. She's 62, she's glowing, she's happy, she's always talking about Richard, her husband. Do you know what I mean? It is what it is. I mean, companies can decide to merge or unmerge at any time. I'm not all for, you know, completely just disintegrated structures in which people are having kids and like not having any family structure whatsoever. That's That's not really what I'm saying, is it? I mean, you know, Will and Jada, they've got kids. They're pretty solid family. They've got Jaden. They've got Willow. They've got Trey. They've got got—they've even got Sheree, Will's ex-wife, as part of the whole equation. So I really am for family and family structures. It's just, uh, yeah. know. I mean, I may want to be with Michael B. Smith one day on the side oh, while my husband is getting on my nerves. Who knows? Who knows? I mean... I don't, I don't, it's not something that you can foresee. It's not something you can foresee. Nobody ever foresees this. Nobody ever goes into a marriage thinking that it's going to end. Nobody ever wants it to end. Everything is romanticized. And all I'm saying is that this Will and Jada story, if anything, reinforces the notion that we should think about these things and we should take the wall out of our eyes and keep an operating plan, a constitution in place, a way of how we're going to add amendments if we need to. And we're going to avoid being a Trump in our relationship. Okay. Just to extend that metaphor. Anywho, I can't wait to hear from you again, anchor.fm slash the hot nut. I want to know if you think marriage is realistic. Um, I do. I do. I just think that it's not realistic when we suffocate it in the structures that we do. And when we think of it as responsibilities that we have to accomplish by a certain age, it's that that's a dangerous way of thinking about it. And um, we need to make room for the fact that we can be codependent on each other and, the fact that we can be attracted to other people and the fact that we marry each other and divorce each other every single day. And if we're getting more divorces, more mini divorces in our relationships than we are our mini weddings that we have every day, then that's gonna snowball into a big real divorce that happens on one day. And so we also think about that, count the days. How many of the weddings are we having every day? Are we putting that romance in there? How many of the dates are we having every day? as opposed to the conflicts and the mini divorces. Those are the kinds of things that we need to talk about when we talk about marriage and when we draft an operating plan for it. And of course, as we buy the ring, the ring. All righty, guys, I will talk to you on our next episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to this one. I really can't wait to hear all of your feedback. Uh, let me know again. It's anchor.fm slash nerd. I will see you next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs>